Today on the podcast, the guys are going to continue the Brave New World series part two, where we are going to discuss the topic of AI. It's going to be cool. I think you're going to really enjoy it. There's even a church of AI, believe it or not. So uh, grab a coffee, sit back, and enjoy. You're listening to the All Out War Podcast. What's up, warriors? It's another episode of All Out War. You are sitting at the intersection of faith, theology, politics, and culture. (laughs) I'm Turner, and this is another episode of All Out War, and I'm sitting here in the studio with Rosie. What's up, Rosie? Hey, what's up, man? How you been, man? I've been good. Yeah? Good weekend at Brazilian Steakhouse (laughs) and bought two new guns. That is a great weekend. Yeah. Meat and guns. Meat I can't, and guns. like, how much more masculine can it get? Can't. That's amazing, dude. Yeah. Awesome. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if, if the ATF is out there listening to this, I didn't actually buy any guns. <laughs> well, if they're legal, I mean, yeah, come on. Um, but yeah, so in honor of Halloween coming up, I had a Did You Know, which isn't that um, crazy as normally I try to find just wacky stuff. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so did you know that uh, Halloween, I mean, we, we hear about it all the time, like, c- should Christians celebrate and celebrate and stuff? Yeah. But the history that I heard from listening to this Satanist, like huh. former Satanist, and he became Christian and was doing some, I think he was hawking a book, but anyways. <laughs> Everyone's so he, hawking a book. Yeah. So he said, uh, so on Sam Hain is with the original name, and you said it was uh, Gaelic which means it came out from uh, somewhere in Ireland, Scotland, that area. Um, So the Druid priests, which was a pagan religion, I guess, back in the time. um, So they would demand that sacrifices be made to their deities. And on the evening of Samhain or Halloween, the youngest child of each of these houses that lived in the area had to be chained up outside (laughs) And basically shown as like a, a, the sacrifice be given. And the, the priest would go around and see if the sacrifice was good or not. And if it was good, then they would carve a ghoulish face into a turnip and leave it out front. So that's where the jack-o'-lantern came from. Wow. When it came to America, it switched from a turnip to pumpkin. A gourd. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And and so after, and if, so that was, that was if it was good and if, the sacrifice was not good or if they didn't that particular family didn't put a chain their youngest child out on the uh on a pole or whatever the the druid priests they would draw a pentagram in goat's blood on the front door of that house um and that night someone would die fantastic yeah and it's blaspheming we were talking about like the passover with the blood and the death of a of a child, the death of a child, yeah, and yeah, straight up, straight evil. up robbery, yeah. Where's the candy come in? <laughs> I think it's just trying to make people fat. <laughs> There's no kids. trying to make the kids fat. I just want a Snickers bar and a Reese cup. Come on, man. Yeah, it's the one. It's the one day of the year I can just indulge. Oh man. Uh, yeah, so it's, there's, did you know? Did, so. did you know? Yeah, Halloween, beautiful, beautiful holiday. Now, there's an awesome parallel holiday that they celebrate in Israel. It's called the Feast of Purim. And uh, it's much like Halloween. They dress up yeah. and they go out. And it's in honor of uh, the book of Esther when Esther uh, was 
rescued the people of Israel from Haman, you know, he wanted to uh, kill all of the Jews, and her uncle Mordecai, um, well, actually, he was her cousin, but Mordecai actually said, hey, Esther, you got to go to the king and tell him that his right-hand man wants to kill all of the Jews mm. because I won't bow down to him. That was the whole reason. He was mad right. at her at her cousin because he would not bow down to him when he walked by. And uh, and uh, so she goes to, uh, after after she rescues the people, goes to the king, tells him he kills Haman. Victory happens. The people are rescued, and uh, they have a feast, the Feast of Purim, as a reminder of that heroic moment of Esther and her um, un- unwavering boldness of her and bravery of her uncle, her, cool. her cousin Mordecai. Yeah, the Book of Esther is amazing. Yeah, I was just, um, I was speaking at a father-daughter dance just uh, this past week, and um, I used the Book of Esther mm. um, to, you know, uh, encourage and. It was like a beautiful dinner for these yeah. father-daughter dance, you know. And uh, if there's ever a book in the Bible that could be made into a Disney feature cartoon, <laughs> the Book of Esther would be perfect. Yeah, the, you know, Veggie Tales tried; they just didn't give it justice. Veggie Tales is too clean. Yeah, in in many ways, uh, and I'm, I'm not imagining that many people listening to this podcast uh, are into Veggie watch Veggie Tales right now. But I, not. when my kids were younger, they were it was always playing on the DVD. But uh, anyways, yeah. So uh, Feast of Purim is much like Halloween. They dr- the kids walk around getting candy and dressing up. Hmm. So uh, maybe it's been redeemed a little bit. But Hopefully. If you come by my house, I'll give you candy. And, yeah. And if you look really gross and ghoulish, I'll give you less candy than if you look like, um, if you dress up like, you know, Michael Scott or... Uh, or Colonel Sanders, or somebody cool, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to check all the kids' privileges at, <laughs> so at Halloween, and I'm going to hand them uh, Based on rape, the... rape whistles oh, gosh. instead of candy and <laughs> books and just give them, uh, uh, just stand there and yell at them about how they're appropriating culture. Oh, man. So that's my plan. So if someone came to your door dressed as a Power Ranger, yeah, is that okay? Depends what Power Ranger they are. It depends the, on the race and uh, the gender oh, of the kid. Oh my gosh! So it's it's an Indian kid, okay, male, okay, eight years old in the green Power Ranger outfit. What are you gonna give him? I can't remember. Was a green one? Uh, he was the gay one. No, the, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't um, think there was a gay Power Ranger. There no, might have been. No, I can't remember if if he was black. I can't remember what color the black Ranger. No, the black Ranger was black. <laughs> wasn't he yeah that's original I, I i'm pretty sure he was so anyways no i check his privilege because there's no uh indian power rangers at all and he's appropriating whatever race oh so he's was. so he's being yep, insensitive no. very insensitive wow man yep. anyways it's a crazy world we live in bro yeah i'm just so glad that i don't have to worry about that <laughs> stuff anymore man yeah i mean i remember one year i dressed up as a uh as an arab Literally, I put makeup on my face. I put, I took a pillowcase and put it like a turban on my head. You're gonna get fired for. <laughs> I was 12 years old, man. Oh, okay. And I had a I thought, gun. I thought this was last year. I had a gun. No, I, when I was a kid, man. Yeah. When I was a kid, I haven't dressed up for Halloween and I dressed up like Ken Bone last year. Ken Bone <laughs> from the yes, yeah. the red sweater. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, that was awesome. I loved Ken Bone. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and one one year my son dressed as a banana. This is great, and uh, he walked out of our house. It was dark, and uh, 
there was a kid walking down the street that was dressed like like a ketchup bottle, and and he looks at my son and he goes, "Hey, mustard!" And he like gives him a thumbs up. He thought his banana suit was a mustard suit. <laughs> so now we always look at each other and go, "Hey, mustard!" That's What's awesome. Up? I know it was pretty funny. Oh man. So uh, we got a great we got a great topic yeah. for tonight. We're con- continuing on in the Brave New World series that we started a few weeks ago, and this is going to be an ongoing sort of series that we're doing. And uh, it's it's basically uh, we kicked it off um, a few weeks ago. I'm trying to remember what we what the Chinese social uh, yes credit system. social credit. That's right. Yeah, which was really interesting, and uh, and we we're talking about how they are literally establishing uh, an an embedded behind the scenes system where you won't be able to purchase, you won't be able to uh, to buy, sell, move, travel, all these other things based on your social credit. And it's connected to your social networking online and your finance. You can go back and listen to it if you want to listen to it. It's the first in our brave new world. But to, in order for some of that to happen, this next topic that we're going to talk about today, um, it has to happen. And it's the topic of AI and AI being artificial intelligence. If if you've been on the planet for more than five years, you know exactly what we're talking about. And AI is so cool because it's 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 very helpful, and it's been uh, the design of it has been amazing. Because, like, I'll you know a basic way that it's being used. For instance, my mom has a pacemaker, and it has AI technology that when she goes in, she has to go in every. Um, year or a couple times a year just to make sure that it's operating correctly. But um, there's an app literally connected to her phone. This is crazy. The app is connected to her phone when the battery is going low or when it begins to um, have to be used more than it should be. In other words, her heart's not operating correctly. Mm -hmm. It will send a message to her app, which will send a message to the doctor, which will then notify the doctor. So there's this artificial intelligence that's monitoring her heart rate and the function and the use of that uh, of that pacemaker. Yeah, and so that's like a good that's thing. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, you know, and we have AI technology and all kinds of stuff. If you use, you know, if you have a car and you have like those, not I'm not talking about on your phone when you use like Google Maps or something, even though that is too, but like on your in your car, like my car, we have a 2010 Ford and it has a built-in navigational system, and it has this this feature on there. It's called breadcrumbs. And so um, you can turn it off and on, but basically, when you travel uh, down a road, it's it's leaving breadcrumbs on the map, so that if you ever had to come back, and you could use without using the navigation, you could just follow your breadcrumbs back. Oh, that's cool on the map design. Yeah, it's a it's a smart feature, but that's that's artificial intelligence. It's following you along. It's been told to put these breadcrumbs down and. Um, and it's it's leaving them leaving them there permanently. So if you ever like, I was in Florida. We used our navigation, uh, and I went back to Florida again, and like a year later. And when on, I noticed there were breadcrumbs on the map on a road that I didn't remember driving down. Um, but that's artificial intelligence. You know, it remembers, it holds a memory, it's got a function, all those kind of things. Yeah, and that's a very mundane. Yeah. <laughs> base level, very basic understanding of artificial intelligence. Yeah. And so. it's good. I mean, and, and now, and then it, so then it progresses to like, I mean, Siri, uh, you know, Alexa, we've got these things. We were, t- I was just, we were talking before we hit record on the, you know, the pre pre-show you and I were talking, I was at the church I work at, they have these Amazon buttons 
and you you and I are debating whether or not that's AI, but I think it's AI because it's notifying it's it's a notification, but it's not automatic. So it's not. You're right. So I would say like the AI in it is you can, um, and it's so 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 my counter example like you were talking about the button that you push and then it automatically yeah so like sends, they they need batteries so they have a button next to the batteries and we're out so boom they hit it and then the next day there's batteries showing up yeah. at the church so yeah. what they want to eventually do though Amazon and all these places is figure out when you are going to need batteries and have batteries sent so you don't have to push the button <laughs> so that's really that i mean that's what they're working on yeah stuff like that and that already exists you Predi- know. predictive technology right and so the way and again a very base level of um machine learning which is you know how the they take in uh, computers or the, i guess the ai takes in new information and based on the algorithms that are written, which is important <laughs> later to just set that out, the algorithms that are written by humans, right? Um, you know, the ma- machine learning part of it is it adapts and it takes in new information um, and figures out and tries to predict future things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they would assume that, oh, okay, this guy... You know, he works at an institution and they buy batteries about every 16 days and they need this this amount of batteries of these specific ones. And then all of a sudden, you know, so every 16 days, oh, we'll just send it to them because they always have bought batteries every 16 days yeah. for the last year. It's We're pretty confident that that's yeah. very consistent. Yeah. And so... So from, just, from like a, uh, you know, from an economic standpoint... It's easy. It's we're gonna get them anyways. Financially, it's not costing us anymore. It's actually yeah. a help. I don't have to worry about even worrying about them. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um. And so it it is a help in that regard. But um, and I think that th- th- you you mentioned you know algorithms and that's the kind of the this is the thing about create you know algorithms kind of set everything in motion. Well, and, it's the underlying code. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when I, like, if I had a, um, you know, for instance, like, um, I, I was, uh, the, the algorithms are the, are the code that puts in place the action that the artificial intelligence goes. And what they're trying to do is algorithm is basically taking in information. So it's like, um, it's basically observation that it, it's it's get, something's giving it information and then from yeah. that information it has it has a a, a route of that it should do a, a task that it should do based on the input based yeah. on the input yeah. so it's input and then output you know and um but the input now they're designing these these algorithms they are so intense and they get so much information that you would think, well, why do they need that information? Why why does it need to get that information about me or whatever? Um, then uh, what it's doing is it's actually putting in motion something without you knowing it, based on things that it's observing that you may not even realize it's it's observing. Right. So I'll give an example for this. Um, this happened to me, and it's happened to you, I'm sure, many times. Um, so I was on uh, Amazon. Again, we'll use Amazon. They're not paying us anything, but if they do want to advertise on the show, we we would uh, gladly inter- you know welcome that. I don't think Jeff Bezos would be happy with anything that we've ever said. Right? <laughs> hey, Jeff, God loves you, man. Jesus loves you, Jeff Bezos. Um. Anyways, uh, so I was on Amazon, uh, on the app, on my cell phone, 
and uh, and I was uh, just looking for something. And then um, about three hours later, I open up Facebook, and Facebook. I'm scrolling through Facebook, and an ad comes up on Facebook for the very thing that I was looking at, and I'm like, how did it? Like why why did it choose that ad? Why did it? Well, and the algorithm is it's like it's looking at my browsing, it's looking at my search engines, it's looking at what's going on, and uh, and it's migrating that into an ad so that it can drive economy. Yeah, we should we could do a whole other show, which maybe we should about all the basic security and how big data. That would be a really good one if we talk about big data. It's a whole other podcast. Yeah. That's but the yeah, they're name. keeping track, and the like. You, you use the term breadcrumbs um, yeah. when you're logged in just really quickly. If people don't know this, and you sign into it, there's a thing called Google uh, Facebook Pixel, um, which is an ad system that Facebook. You can just Google Facebook Pixel; it'll bring you right to it. That basically, if you're logged in um, through the use of cookies, they call them online, um, which is information that's stored about you on that website in order to make it easier to load next time. Hmm. So that's, right. you know, you, you have your saved passwords and all that stuff, but instead of having to reload the entire page fresh, it'll save like, Oh, we know what his, um, just for Facebook. Oh, we know what, um, his profile picture is. So when we load his profile, if he's going to check his profile, we already have that saved so we can just pull it really quickly. So it's just it. to yeah. save time. And that's based off your IP address, right? No. No? No. Okay. Um, but anyway, so if you're logged in on Facebook, um, this Google, the Facebook Pixel th- program tracks you. Uh, you know, So if you go to Amazon and you log in on stuff like that, or if you're logged in and you're logged in on one computer, all these things talk to each other. All the websites talk to each other. And they go, okay, this guy goes here and he goes there. This is the same person. So we're going to send this viewing data. And it's super basic what they do. They track it. And so, like, if you go to, I don't know, foxnews.com or BuzzFeed or anything like that, and you go to the bottom where it has comments, you know, you can make, like, a comment on a news thing, yeah. which I've never done. I don't understand why people do that. <laughs> but They're fun to read, though. <laughs> yeah, there's just absolutely crazy people that say stuff that I guess maybe they would say on Facebook to their friends, but... Um, or anywhere you see a Facebook like button where you can share it on Facebook or you can like it on a different website, mm-hmm. that's all this thing is just tracking you. Yeah. And what's scary, and again, this is another thing, you don't even have to be logged in on any website. You get a brand new computer, you don't log into Facebook at all, and you don't log in anywhere, any place, right? Eventually, if you keep going enough times, that website. So Amazon or whatever, even if you kept keep just browsing stuff, but never logging with, with never in. logging in, it's gonna figure out who you are, and still figure out your your browsing data. Wow! Based on because we're gonna they're gonna say like okay, you know this guy's unnamed, but he's unnamed number fifteen million three hundred seventy five whatever, whatever, and they just keep track of that. So you're never really private, it's even all if you're data. private. It's just data crunchy, yeah. man. Yeah. So sorry, that was a tangent. No, that's that was awesome because that explains so much. And, yeah, yeah. And and so the the question is, there's mo- there's morality that's connected to this, and this is why it's important. Everything that you know we discuss and we talk about here, it it, it I'm trying to connect it in a theological way 
you know, spiritual right. way so that people understand better. There is a side to AI that's not helpful, not good. I mean, personally, you know, like, so the idea of being tracked and followed and recorded and all that kind of stuff, like, that's that's a personal thing. Either you, you know, Don't like... have a problem with it or you yeah, do. Yeah, and if you do, then you're kind of out of luck once you turn on a computer because everything's monitored. Um, and we live in an age where that's just more and more common. And I think younger generations coming up are you know, they're going to just accept it as that's that's how it is, even though it's not necessarily good. Yeah. And the reason it's not necessarily good is because, number one, privacy, which is important, and as an American and our Constitution and all these other things, we have a right to privacy and our information is private. I mean, there's a reason that there's HIPAA laws and there's a reason that there's, you know, um, there's protection, protective of information for even your credit. Yeah. Like people can't access your credit without your permission. Yeah. Um, you know. Or, or your uh, client confidentiality, right. all this stuff that is upheld by law. Right. Pastoral, or, I have pastoral um, yeah. privileges as well in that same way. Um, although if you confess to a crime, I will have to, have to <laughs> turn you You're not Catholic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, so one of the, so there's some really gnarly side to this that, it, that it can begin to take. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the reason why it's gnarly is because it's connected deeply and it's created by people, humans. Yeah. So it's coming out of the heart and mind of a creator that's broken and fallen, a person. Right. Total depravity. Total depravity. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, some people would call it that, right? You know? But so, like, for instance, you were telling me about this AI church. So, yeah. like, fill us in on that. This is crazy. Yeah. So there's this guy. Uh, let me pull it up. Um, I can't pronounce his name. I'm not going to try because it's <laughs> it's some uh, – oh, Anthony Lewandowski. 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 Okay. I don't want to be called anti-Semitic for not pronouncing it correctly or whatever. Okay. Um, so basically he, he was this guy who worked in Silicon Valley and he started a church. Like a, a, he registered it with the government. I think it was last year. Um, <laughs> and it's called The Way of the Future. So it's a actual church in the same way that if they wanted to open up another location right next door to our church or any church or anything, it has the same rights and privileges as um, so you, a Methodist, a a Methodist church or you know anything like that. What's scary, um, so I have it up. If you want to go check out the website, it is wayofthefuture.church. Is the URL, which the website is so hokey because it has this this guy's a Silicon Valley guy, does AI. He's worked, he's in uh, all kinds of lawsuits with autonomous vehicles, which is another thing. But this website is just absolutely terrible compared to what it should be, as a side note. But anyway, so this church, um, it's called Way of the Future, and it says, What is this all about? So Way of the Future is about creating a peaceful and respectful transition of who is in charge of the planet from people to people plus, and then it says, in quotes, machines. Given that technology will relatively soon be able to surpass human abilities, which is another thing called superintelligence, which is really um, interesting, and it gets into the singularity Um, But basically, they're talking about superintelligence, and it's kind of backs it up um, as to why they think that uh, basically they, these guys say AI is coming 
in a big way that's going to be, they, they see it as a God hmm. in the way that it is all knowing, it's all powerful, it can create, you know, using these machine learning algorithms where um, it will be able to rewrite itself is basically the, the, the fear. You know, if it figures out that there's a defective thing in it or a way that is not, um, that's basically what machine learning is. They try to get it to right. um, fix problems as they occur based on no new input from the developer itself or that it can self-correct the algorithm. Yeah. So that's what this, the, the very basic logic is. So mixed with this big data, they envision this thing that, again, super intelligence, and the, the term for super intelligence, that means basically anything that is more intelligent than humans. Um, well, that's not hard. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically these guys think that this huge, big monolith everywhere, with, and w- which is not hard to envision, you know, yeah. basically can this AI entity be everywhere, control everything? And it's like, yeah, yeah, like the cloud. You think of the cloud or right. um, when you think of into the the very basics of the blockchain where it's a uh, decentralized, all this stuff is decentralized. Um, and so basically, you know, all this stuff in the cloud and everywhere and then 5G coming out, which is going to give um, its new wavelength that's going to basically give incredibly fast internet on your device everywhere. Like every, you won't need to have a Wi-Fi hot, you know, basically a router that you know, yeah, broadcasts a Wi-Fi in your house. You can go anywhere, and you'll have super fast internet with this new five G. You know, four G, three G, right? Yeah, the next technology. When's that coming out? I think twenty twenty. They're gonna start r- rolling it out. Mm. Um, but anyway, so just something else to eat my battery life on my phone. Yeah, um, but yeah. So basically, they think uh, that this is gonna be a god. It's gonna take over it. Yeah. And they want to, again, so, help ease the transition yeah. <laughs> of power from humans. And they basically want to be the ones um, so that when the robot is in charge, they're going to say, like, hey, we helped you out. You know, you should, uh, it's ridiculous. if you turn out to be a good god, um, remember, we're the ones, you know, well, I guess if you're a good god, it doesn't matter because you're benevolent and you will take care of your creed not your creation, but this backwards way of, yeah, it's you'll so take backwards. care of the creators of yourself. Um, because you'll, you know, you might have pity on them because you're so much smarter. Yeah. But if you're a bad, they want to say like, Hey, you if know, you, if your social credit's bad, well, no, no, no. The they, AI machine. They, they want to, they basically like, Hey, we're the ones that helped you. Like right. we're the ones that propagated you. Don't kill us. Right. If you turn out to be bad, we're on your side. <laughs> oh so that's goodness. so it's crazy. They're hedging their bets. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Skynet, right? <laughs> yeah, basically, they want to be the ones that are going to create it. Yeah, and so so they want to relinquish control over to some kind of technology, right? And when you look at it, just like in a very base level, I wrote this is they're trying to remove God from life. Oh, hundred percent. Like they're this they, is just. This is idolatry on the nth degree. <laughs> right. And uh, I, I just, real quick before we go back, I pulled out this verse from Isaiah 2.8. Their land is filled with idols. They bow down to the work of their hands, to what their own fingers have made. You know, so they're like Perfect. literally <laughs> worshiping. Um, it's crazy that it's already set up that they're pre-worshiping something that hasn't existed. Yeah. 
Man, um, that it's so true. Because okay, so the, so my statement at the beginning about the reason AI can become dangerous, right. demonic, evil, whatever you want to call it, is because it it's birthed out of the heart of a broken and exactly. wicked and fallen person. And no matter how smart you are as a developer, um, there's it's got that to it, that connected to it. It just it's inescapable. Right, and mm-hmm. especially if if you outright deny God because of science, and we know Silicon Valley right now is one of the most aggressively anti-conservative, anti-God communities uh, that are existing, and it's scary because they have so much power. Yeah, and what they're doing, they're developing and things that we use every day. Um, you know, in fact, I just read recently that Silicon Valley is, you know, the Democrats are aggressively pursuing Silicon Valley to be in their pocket because yeah. they they understand the control that they possess and what they can do to change, you know, to to persuade people to control people. Yeah. And it's all about control. Yeah. And um and so that's a crazy thing. And so it's it, it literally is a fulfillment of an idol. Yeah. Right. And Jeremiah spoke of idols many times. He's like, "Oh, you know, it's ironic that you're going to carve out this idol out of a tree and you're going to you're going to Pay homage to it, but then the, what's left of the tree you're going to burn, so that you can make your food that was provided by you to you not by that idol, but by God's hand. You know <laughs> what's funny about that, and they're also overlooking the fact that God they didn't make the tree; they couldn't make it that tree, right? Right? You know, right. like that's they're using God's creation to worship something else. Yes, I heard an ama- a funny joke. Uh, there was a, a guy uh, and. Uh, he was like, um, I, we created life, we created life. And God's like, okay, show me, show me. So uh, he gets all the things and scientifically and they're you know, biologically putting the, the things together to create life. And there's this, you know, atomic spark and all this other stuff. And uh, and, and he goes, see, look, God, I, I, I made life. We made life. We made life. We don't need you anymore. And he goes, okay, great. Now use your own stuff. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> In other words, it's all his. He made it. So, yeah. but um but yeah, so so we've got an AI church. First of all, that's just frustrating and sad. Yeah, it's just sad to me that people would look to technology for fulfillment uh, that could ne- it'll never be able to do it. And um, and the other thing that's crazy is like uh, all you have to do is unplug it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's done. Like literally, unplug it. Yeah. Well, I guess in that, I guess when when I speak to like. The what these guys they're not talking about Siri taking they're not you right. know, we're again we're thinking it's much bigger forty than that. years well actually probably it, with the scary thing about technology is uh it it we, we it, like progress and technology used to be on a a very a logarithmic scale everything was this then that then this then that right. then that and it could be very easily tracked and the you know it was a very you know, electricity give us this boom, and then you know this, and then the wheel. You know, like it's very easy to predict. But when we're getting into this, and uh, I heard it put that this is the fourth and possibly the final um, industrial revolution. Hmm. You know, third was uh, the internet, and this one is going to be AI because it's just going to be everything. Yeah. Um, but once you introduce AI in the internet. We, we just started hitting an exponential scale. Right. So that it's no longer one th- little thing only helps out a small, you know, like they f- they build a better way to make a widget. 
that's only going to help out a small thing, you know, which eventually, okay, they can make this widget a little bit better. This helps everything else a little bit more. Right. It's a little bit more efficient. It's not like, oh, we made this one little widget and now we can live for like 500 years. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and then by living by 500 years, that exponentially you can't track. Right. You know, so th- just an example the of The butterfly like effect of, of something like that, right? Right. So we're in this... And all this stuff that keeps coming out is just huge. It's a brave new world, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how brave you're gonna. We're gonna have to be the brave ones in yeah. it to resist. I mean, we're not gonna be able to resist all this kind of stuff. But well, just to stand in truth and right, and and a, a great part of Christianity through history has been to not engage in certain right. things. It's not even just resisted or rejected. It's just not engage in it. Yeah. And uh and so there's always that fine line. And uh, like, like I'm fine now with Siri. I'm fine now with my my breadcrumbs on my GPS on my, you know, navigation system. Um I'm even fine with uh the Amazon button ordering batteries for me at church. Yeah. But there's going to come a point where it's going to cross a line. Um you know, like uh like for instance you were sharing in uh I think it was Target's store yeah um predicted a woman was gonna have a baby yeah and uh oh yeah so that was that was an interesting story and that was a couple it was a while ago yeah i think i heard about a couple years ago yeah a couple years ago but basically this girl was in high school and target so she's living at home and target sends out so this is again very basic uh artificial intelligence and predictive um use of their algorithm so it was but well written algorithm um but basically target uh noticed based on so you know she signed up for a uh, membership or uh, not a membership whatever a rewards card basically yeah and it just track you know gives you five dollar off coupons or you know whatever those things which side note for security (laughs) shoppers rewards cards are terrible because they track everything you buy right and that data gets sold off um, so you think like um, Walmart actually doesn't have one. So there props to Walmart. Yeah. But uh, Harris Teeter or, you know, some other store, they have, you know, the stuff. Those stores, they're getting your money by you buying the product. And they're also, they don't care about your your privacy. You don't have any privacy with yeah. them. Grocery store could care Grocery less store. about it. Yeah. yeah. So they're just selling off all this mass data um, and they're selling it off to advertising companies. Yeah. So that's a whole other thing with shoppers rewards well, card. Well, like think but, about it. Like if, if I'm a marketer, uh, if I'm a marketing company and my clients are, you know, uh, a cereal manufacturer and a, whatever tissue manufacturer yeah, yeah. or whatever. Uh, and then I can get, I can get giant foods database of what, what customers are spending. And I can, I can see like, Oh, so they spend you know, they have more customers at this time of the day and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I can begin to, to break down that research. Well, yeah, I was going to say there's a really interesting thing I was reading years ago, which made uh, Walmart. So uh, let me finish this thing and I'll okay, back yeah. back. So, the, so the basically uh, Target was like looking at keeping track of all her stuff. And it was like, okay, she bought this, a purse, which doubles as, you know, it's she normally buys a, a, a regular size purse. And then all of a sudden she bought a bigger purse and she bought uh, cocoa butter lotion, which I guess pregnant women use, or she bought uh, certain supplements or stuff, and, uh, you know, random things like that. It starts picking up and basically was like, oh, yeah, this woman's probably pregnant and turned out <laughs> to be a high schooler. 
And so Target mailed, hey, she's pregnant. Let's send her some... Um, register for your baby here yeah here's some here's some coupons for diapers and her dad was like why is why am i getting these things for diapers like for my teenage daughter yeah and uh so basically target was like oh whoops you know we found out she was pregnant i guess you thought i better say something to her dad but uh was, was, she, was she pregnant yeah yeah oh. so uh anyways this thing with walmart it's really interesting they kind of mastered this walmart's just absolutely uh they're super uh, I don't think they get enough credit for what they do as a manufacturer, you know, like a wholesale the Amazon. But anyway, there's a huge rivalry for obvious reasons. Oh, yeah. Um, but Walmart basically had or one of the first big companies to figure out using artificial uh, big data and all this stuff. Um, so basically, I'm just going to pick a stereotype and one that I'm making up. So I don't even know if this is true. Okay. I'm just going to make up a fake stereotype okay. for the sake of this. All right. So they say, okay, everyone in Illinois, at this particular Walmart, nobody buys size 30 men's jeans. More people buy size 48 and 46 and 44 and less 42s. So we're going to deduct, we're going to make an inference and say, most of of the customers are overweight. overweight." Yeah. And so, um, you know, that's (laughs) that's what we take from it. But- as far as Walmart is concerned, if they go, if we never sell any 30, you know, we sell uh one to 15 ratio, you know, one for every 15. Pa- yeah. Gotcha. Right. You know, like one pair of thirties for every 42. So why are we going to waste time shipping thirties to the store in Illinois when we, they need more. So it's all this efficiency. Yeah. Yeah. So they just figure out using, uh, you know, that's just data crunching, man. Yeah. So yeah. there's, good stuff but anyway that was a little side note but super efficient but they do that same thing they give it they give that information like our my grocery store will give that information they'll sell it to kleenex and they'll know yeah. hey people in this in well they're buying this much food every week or there's a flu season in this particular area because they're buying a lot of right. tissues or you know right. something like that they have high pollen so we'll or, make sure yeah or like oh they, this this particular family spends x amount of dollars every sunday and they have Kleenex in their thing. Their income must be this much because they can spend that much. They right. they must have this many people in their family because they're buying both diapers and they're buying tampons or right. or whatever. You know, yeah. so we know they have, uh, you know, a range. Age range, yeah, yeah. So they deduct all this stuff based. They're they're literally they're creating algorithms from <laughs> information from data. Yeah, yeah, and they're only going to get like what you said about the huge amount and. Again, maybe we don't need to do a whole one on big data. This kind of fills in. But the amount of like the surveillance, like you said, um, from like you think about you have your cell phone in your pocket. It used to be it was a law like it's a government law. You cannot buy a cell phone right now that does not have a GPS tracking unit in it. Even and it was a law based um, on 911. Like you want to. Hmm. So basically, if That's you because you can call nine one yeah, <laughs> but uh, you can call nine one one from any phone, right? You know, you can always call nine one one from right. any phone. It doesn't have to be even you know uh, logged into. Right. Yeah. You can pick up a phone, call nine one one, and basically, it's so that you can um, so that person can oh the the emergency services always know where you are because they have that location. So it's a, a safety feature, um, but. 
things like that, you know, you can't get away. So it's always tracking you where you're going. And everyone always has their phone on them when they're going out and, you know, couple that with this and all this other data, they're going to have so much information on us. Like you said, the new people, um, kids growing up are so used to posting everything online. Mm -hmm. Um, It looks weird if you don't have all that now. And so (laughs) to kind of go with uh, this idea that to go out on a limb, um, you know, if this God AI ever took over um, 30 years from now, it will know everything about everyone. A lot about everyone. No, it'll know everything. <laughs> so, because I mean, we, we, I think we can do something else about transhumanism, but the, the meshing of, this is my own kind of thing. All right. So, if we're going to mesh, and if Facebook was just talking about this, basically they want to be able, uh, they were testing with it, that some sort of device or implant that they put into your brain read your reads your thoughts Oh, great. And we'll be able to post to Facebook without you having to type anything. Oh, so just I, from your thoughts. Yeah, that's insane. So I, Facebook doesn't need my thoughts. No. <laughs> and someone asked her, like, how do we know which one is, uh, you know, like, say, you know, say you're sitting on the couch and yeah. one of your thoughts is, I really need to go to the bathroom. Right. And the other one's like, I'm hungry. I should order a pizza. You know, <laughs> which one is, uh, you know, going to post something about, you know, which one's going to order uh, how is that going to determine? Yeah. Uh, oh, am I going to post a status but having to go to the bathroom and then order him Domino's? Like you know, like right. how does it determine which thing, to which do. thought to do oh, or, right. or take action on? Um, <laughs> but anyway, so like using this thought, that why I say like it'll know everything about us is if there's a huge push to have implants in your brain. And I, this sounds so crazy, but it really isn't that far away. Um that will be able to read your thoughts or anything and all that's uploaded to, to the cloud or whatever. So they'll, they'll be able to know our thoughts. His name will be Watson. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's, there's, there's already, uh, um, there's already, uh, uh, there's a place in the Bible where it talks about a chip yeah, or, or a mark. Yeah. You'll be able and to buy and sell. Some believe it'll be a, a mark. Uh, the mark could be a chip you know implanted i mean my dog has a chip it's a basically yeah. it's not a gps like people think what basically what it is is if he ever gets lost he could take to the vet they they scan the chip and then they can tell who he owns who owns him um but uh this would be probably much more advanced than that and um and I, you know about five years ago i saw the implants that they can put in yeah. people that are the size of a rice you know um you know a piece of rice but They've probably gotten even smaller than that now oh, yeah. to the point of where it could be put in you and you wouldn't even notice it. Yeah. Like it would be indistinguishable. But once you have it, then now you're connected to some machine and you're connected in some way. Information's being handed off. and Yeah. And we were talking about the paperless economy in the last episode about this, mm-hmm. about like, you know, what the Soviets tried to do. And, uh, you know. They're, they're going to push it because it's convenient. We already don't use cash. Right. We don't really, you know, our credit cards are chips now that get. Man, I can remember being a younger being younger and thinking about that, like a cashless society, they would talk about it. Yeah. And I'd be like, how how does that even work? Right. Like, like I, my mind could not be wrapped around it. Now, literally, I, if I have cash on me, it's a rare thing. Yeah. I always care cash because it's... Um, can't be tracked purchases everywhere okay (laughs) and yeah yeah you can always you can always you always need cash to it's it's accepted everywhere and you can does debit count because that's what i use well yeah i use 
Devin too. So, but, but I mean, uh, but in it's just crazy how yeah. um, you know, like even even when I go to like my kids' football games or or whatever, there's somebody at the gate with an iPad and a and a square. Yeah, and they just swipe your card, you, two bucks, you're in. You yeah. know, and it's just like, um, you know, it's just crazy how we've moved uh, that alone right there, an iPad with a square. <laughs> Like that technology alone was ground. That guy should be a multi multi millionaire, you know, whoever designed that. The square? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure the they square are. guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I was going to go on this kind of like this idea. One of the things that I, you know, what makes a person a person? That's kind of one of these things that I think of, you know, when they're worshiping this deity. Yeah. Like there's no humanness, you know, like involved. Right. So what sets. You know, theologically, what sets man apart from everything else? Right. Because everything is created. Uh, whether man's created or God's created, it's still created. And the only uncreated one is God. And he stands outside of creation. And so you have to have an understanding of God um, first before you can understand what makes man a man. Right. But technically, what makes a man a man is a soul that is able to function and live mm-hmm. uh, uh, and soul. So to the Hebrew cultures, the soul would be in your gut and uh, typically your your soul is your seat of your emotions and all of that and your thought life. And, um, and so when we think about what, you know, you have a soul, I have a soul, I can make decisions, I can emote um, and I can change my mind and I can be persuaded um, I can persuade. You know what I mean? There's yeah. there's thought, there's judgment, there's um and machines just, you know, created things that man makes, just they don't have that. They can we can pretend. Right. We can we can pre program things um and and make it very similar. Mm-hmm. But it's not spontaneous. Right. I was gonna I'm glad you went that route because I was gonna say I was listening to this other guy um who um, so the, in, this whole thinking and line of if you're interested in any AI stuff, if you look into futurist stuff, okay. like futurism is futurism has like a magazine and they all talk about all wow. this upcoming stuff. It's really cool. Um, but basically, there's this guy that uh, his name's George Gilder, and uh, I was listening to an interview recently, and he was you know basically asked. Uh, so here's kind of an opposite view. Will we be able to create you know the singularity which is a term um which talks about the point in which computers are become as smart as humans and then so then after that that singularity and that was popularized or invented by this futurist that works for Google his name's Ray Kurzweil and uh so if you read any of his stuff, if you're interested in the singularity and transhumanism and the future of AI and stuff like that, he's, he wrote, a, wrote about all this stuff years ago. Um, but basically, so this guy, George Gilder, who's friends with Ray Kurzweil, he disagrees with him. And his whole thing was, um, he was talking about how it stimulates the economy and how capitalism, um, in a larger sense, is spurred on by creativity. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. So that's the the fundamental. I mean, other than you know supply side, supply and demand, blah 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 blah. But in the fundamental level of economics is creativity. To be able to see something, which is he makes the point, that is only available in humans. 
right? Right. That's what sets us apart from all the other things is we're able to create. We can see, you know, if you think back to like the cavemen, right? You know, they had everything. They had the same resources that we do now. Correct. Right? Yeah. But <laughs> what makes us so different? You know, like, I mean, when you think about that, the primitive other... R&D. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> research no. and development man yeah. it's been you know but but that's the thing with you know humans is eventually you know dogs didn't start building civilization even right. though they were here with at the with, same point as primitive yeah people you know they didn't start using metal and things like that <laughs> they don't and, have thumbs that's the big that's right. the first problem so if god gave them thumbs they'd be able well why didn't chimpanzees i mean well um but it, they Any, keep getting, they lose focus because of bananas. Yeah. <laughs> or mustard, right? Mustard. <laughs> hey, mustard. Hey, mustard. But yeah, so his whole point was, you know, basically, we don't have to worry about this. And I, I, I don't, to be completely honest, I'm not sure where I stand. Yeah. Is, you know, so basically his point was the algorithms and everything that is determining AI um, is all constrained to a box. Right. If you think of the box as a computer, it's not able to do anything without input from the outside. That's right. So it can't make predictions. You know, um, it and it's all constrained within the algorithm that has written it or the source code of how it functions. Um, so it, it's not real intelligence. Right. So I mean, that's why I call it artificial intelligence. Hey, hey, hey. hey there you so go. So I call it artificial intelligence. Um, but, you know, that creativity, it just will never be able to be rec- replicated. Yeah. And I was going to say there's an interesting thought. Um, one of the hardest things um, for AI to do, or robots, the hardest thing for them to program is the most basic, easy stuff for us that we do humans <laughs> without even thinking about it. You know, like a baby learns how to walk. Yeah. It do- it's not taught how to walk. It eventually finds its balance. And when you think about all, basically it it would be like all the senses and the sensory. I mean, we have hundreds of billions of millions of infinite, not infinite, but all the senses that our body does has on our fingers and on our nose and our tongue that are always constantly working. Yeah. And it all goes back to this brain that we don't really know how it functions Yet, you know, creativity comes through it. And basically, there's no supercomputer out there that is able to process the amount of data that humans can. Yeah. No, we think at like 30,000 words a, a moment. Yeah. Which, I mean, is, which is pages. You speak at about 200 yeah. words a moment. So you're thinking like 10 times faster, 20 times faster than what you're, you're thinking 20 times faster than you can speak. Right. You know, just to come up with that sentence I just said my mind was working right you know um in ways and we do it so effortlessly because it happens all the time this is where and to me that's the that's the spark of from god you know man was made in god's image and this is the thing is that an idol will never contain that aspect that only god can do you know when he breathed into adam that 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 ruach that breath of life, that nefesh into mm-hmm. his soul, uh, that when he breathed that into life, that what that put into him was the part of God. Right. Now, we're not God, but 
God has breathed into us this life that no other inanimate object will ever have. Made us in his image. I mean, that's one of the aspects that separates us from the animals. And we don't have the ability to do that to anything else. Right. Even when we cre- when we procreate, you know, with babies, God is the one who pr- who causes that life to exist. Now, the biology is set in motion. Right. But that's just like AI. It's working within a within a closed environment on a set course, a predetermined, you know, uh, it's already got a program. Yeah. Uh, the sperm goes, the egg goes, boom, then everything that, that's going to happen. But yeah. the spark of life only comes from God. Right. And so, um, and so, even in procreation, where we would think it's the most natural thing that man can do is to create another person, you know, in that way, uh, it doesn't. It it's it, it still takes the hand of God. Right. And so, ultimately, there, your what you said at the beginning is exactly right. It's we want to we want to completely remove God from all of creation. And so, if we can create a cloud. Isn't it funny they call it the cloud, and yet God has been, you know, the, all the images of God right. already sits on a cloud, you know? Yeah. Some super computer, some super intelligence, you know, AI, um, that is going to be able to um, basically smooth out my life. Right. right? And that's how it's going to be sold as convenience. Yeah. Because like you said about the advertising, like, I'm okay with this level. And uh, Mark Zuckerberg make, made this point when he was testifying to Congress. He's like, look. Isn't it easier? Like, don't you? I mean, <laughs> right? You people. They said basically, people only complain about advertisement when it's not applicable. So, I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you were, so if you're looking for a new pair of shoes, right, on Amazon or whatever, yeah. And all of a sudden, you get an ad for uh, a Zappos, right? Where it's like, hey, we have your shoe, but it's twenty dollars cheaper, and you're like, oh, sweet, I just saved twenty dollars. Yeah, you know, so like that. That's something, you know, that's convenient and yeah, okay. Like And it's I'll, all through programming, somehow kind right. of programming that's being running in a background and Yeah. Um But so I was gonna say, I wanna bring up this point and we can get into like some of the uh <laughs> some more interesting <laughs> theological questions. Yeah. But um what you're talking about, um, you know, creation. So I came up with this parallel that was kind of interesting. Um so Satan originally he you know, turned his back on God because he wanted to be worshipped like God, but he was a created being, right? So he couldn't create. Correct. Or, yeah. And the other thing is he can't, he can't destroy his creator. Correct. Right. He can't destroy his creator. So he destroys the creation. Correct. Which is us. Yeah. Right? So here's what's interesting and makes me fearful. What about AI? So AI go with me here right okay so it's creation yeah but it can create it would be able to cre- destroy its creator it, you know like if we created it it could create it could destroy its creation if it, it was could, could destroy its creator uh, i'm sorry destroy destroy its create or if it was programmed with that functionality right if it was given that in part of its algorithm or if it started changing. And so that's what there's like this, like adaptive technology. Yeah. Well, I mean like when you think of this machine learning and basically like I, I alluded, I said that earlier, if the AI God's going to be good, it's kind of like a Pascal's wager in a way. <laughs> and there's this really interesting thought experiment. I'll just say, um, I cannot do it justice, but basically that's what this church is set up. This thought experiment is called Roko's R O K O. It's basilisk, basilisk, 
you look it up, it's super heady. I won't be able to do it justice. Basilic? Basilisk. Basilisk. Like the a serpent. A serpent. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah basilisk. Okay. Um, but basically, um, this church is like getting in front and they're saying like, you know, if... This is the, the church of Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Or the same kind of thing with Pascal's Wager. You know, Pascal's Wager is, you know, if you live your life, a, a very brief overview, if you live your life um, as if there's as if there is a God, right? Uh, the Christian God, the God of the Bible. If you live your life as though there is God and you die and there isn't any God, you don't lose anything, right? Yeah. You, 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 you gained a great life living Christian values and you had a good life on earth. And if there isn't any God, you don't, you're not missed out on anything. But if you live your life as though there is no God and you do not accept God, when you you lose everything, <laughs> because if That's God's right. true, yeah, when you die and you live, you, you deny Him. So that's basically Pascal's wager, and so this uh, the thing what they're doing right now, which is really interesting with this church, is they're basically setting up. Um, and again, this kind of goes into Rocco's basilisk, this thought experiment. Um, they're gonna try to be make good with this AI that again, with all these sensory inputs from people and, you know, in the future, a hundred years from now, these, it'll be able to read our thoughts Mm. stuff like that. What if this AI um, determines that we're, it says humans are cancer (laughs) or, you know, the earth is only good to support uh, a million people and it determines who it's going to take out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is this is very real thing, and you know the government. Um, we don't have to go into like all this, but the government is working. You know, obviously with drones, um, the CIA's drone program, and all that stuff. The military. Um, what's funny is the Predator drone is about twenty years old right now. Yeah, and that's what we think about. They have some crazy new stuff, but by law, this is interesting about the drone program. Anytime, um, so they're not fully autonomous. Um, basically, when someone there has to be a human there that actually gives the call to kill to drop the bomb, a robot cannot make that decision right now under U.S. law. Right, but they're coming out with robots that are able to do that. that ba- are, based on so it's going to make observations and based on the situation, the scenario. Right. So, I mean, identified targets, all that stuff. Yeah. So, you you think about it like this is okay. um, So, right now, there's, you know, a pilot in some Air Force base in, you know, Colorado. Yeah. Colorado, Nevada, that's in a trailer or something like that. And there's a guy with joysticks, blah, 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 blah. He flies the drone in to Riyadh. Not Riyadh. He wouldn't do it in Saudi Arabia. (laughs) Um, Not right now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he goes to, I don't know, someplace in Syria. Yeah. And he finds, and he's like, all right, we have actionable intelligence that there's going to be Abu Dabadu is in this building. (laughs) Great uh, name. Great name. uh, Yeah. Great name. (laughs) And uh, so, you know, we know that he's here based on intelligence. We're just going to wait and we have a camera. And as soon as the facial recognition goes, oh, boom. Yep. That's him. Then the, take them out. Take them out. So then the person would hit it. Identified boom. target, yeah. And then they have to do all the paperwork. Right. Um, but yeah, but think about, um, so say, what about if he wasn't at the building? It's just all automated. Well, yeah, but yeah. think about, it, basically, if you could upload the, a database of every single terrorist or watch per, uh, oh. person that's on a watch list, right? And that drone is able to 
facially recognize, oh, this is a guy that we've been looking for. Nobody even knows that he were here. I just picked him up as from flying somewhere else. And this guy's on number three on the most wanted. Yeah. I'm just going to take him out. Yeah. We, we, I already have a kill order. Assassination assessed. drones. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. So. That's you know, insane. So Seriously. we're going to move into a world where this is a very real possibility that, you know, like drones, and, you know, stuff like that. But if we start giving them over the, and this is a whole other debate that people talk about autonomous weapons. Yeah. But say, you know, this is where you come into the question of, yeah, what about this AI if it creates... So know, somebody has to insert their morality into into the algorithm. Yeah. Uh, that's the most basic way I can say right. it. Somebody is designing this with a morality attached to it, a worldview, a... It's a pre-programmed... Right. You know, it's connected to somebody, and somebody's making that decision. It's not... An, or a group are making that decision, you know, of scientists or... The initial stuff, Yeah. Yeah. But then you're talking about how it can adapt and be- yeah, so, begin to morph and, and take over with less and less human contact. Right. Um, and to the point of where it would, you know, because it doesn't need food, it doesn't need water, <laughs> right. it does need energy or power. But we're power, you know, the, the power situation is we're going to have, uh, we're going to be moving away from, my, my thought is we're going to be moving away from petroleum uh, at some point here and moving into battery power and you know the development of yeah, but, I mean, you renewable think energy you have nuclear power right if we ever figure out that stuff yeah, you know russia <laughs> russia claims they have that but they did but they don't oh but, uh, for like uh the size of a semi truck or whatever and well no they said they had that missile that could fly for indefinitely over the u.s and then whenever they oh right or not even the u.s the world it would just constantly fly and then as soon as they hit a button it'll drop yeah uh, it failed like miserably. They don't have any. Never trust Russia with their weapon oh, stuff. That's yeah. totally different. But I mean, you they're, know, they're, a drone. North Korea are about the same way. Right? Yeah, but a light, a super lightweight drone. Yeah. With yeah, if it has. Well, they have, dude. They have fly forever. They, they uh, well, it's solar power, and then it recharges its battery during night. I mean, more than that. We they have. I mean, I mean that yeah, that technology is there. But um, probably twenty years ago, a good buddy of mine, his dad was a satellite developer. And they were developing um, basically uh, low altitude satellites. Yeah. Uh, basically, they would they were using going to use it for cell phone technology in places that you couldn't go and erect towers, and so it would basically be a floating, <laughs> right? Like a helium yeah, or yeah. hot air balloon floating um, in a, a cell sort phone of tower. static, yeah. yeah, just static, no movement, and um, it would stay there for thirty years, forty yeah. years, you know. And you could put towers on it. You could put reflector. I don't know what it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somehow they have that technology. He was explaining that to me 20 years ago. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, that's kind of what we're messing with. And I'm like, where, where would they go? Oh, you know, in the sub-Saharan Africa. Right, yeah. You know, just over, hanging out over there. I, I think they were actually doing I, – I can't remember who was doing it. But I do remember there's this push to give Africa um, – I know they came out with this, Android came out with this whole program called Android Go, which is a very basic, low-power thing that they're trying to get. But basically, they're trying to industrialize Africa. But I remember reading about stuff, yeah, that they were trying to do that and give internet to Africa by putting, you know, these weather balloon type things. So that's definitely happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so he was on that. Um, that's he, really cool. He's, he's long retired now. But uh, but anyways... Uh, yeah, so uh, th- that pr- that 
adaptive technology where it's intelligence and it's growing. That's kind of scary to think yeah, about. But what, and then you give it the power to kill. Right. Dissidents, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, so, <laughs> to, to it, yeah. I mean, that's the world we might be looking at. Yeah. Yeah. It literally is Skynet and Terminators. <laughs> right, exactly. They're terminating people and, yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. We were talking about uh, humanness. Uh, I mean, this was huge news that Saudi Arabia gave uh, citizenship <laughs> to that that robot. Yeah, I mean, they're setting the way. Yeah. Um, so why would it, why would a robot need citizenship? Yeah. Well, and, I was gonna say because they can tax it and they can make it work. <laughs> yeah, they can garner its wages or something like that. Hundred percent of its wages. Yeah. Um, well, they're already putting them in McDonald's. Yeah. Know, like I was reading about they have a fully functional um, McDonald's that's all run by robots and 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 the other thing that's getting crazy now i'm reading is uh these sex robots they actually have a they actually <laughs> yeah, have brothels, brothels, brothels yeah. that have opened up with sex robots and they're booked and they're they can't like they're overbooked yeah so then then that brings <laughs> in a, a really bizarre moral question is yeah. is that cheating on your wife or your husband if you go into a brothel with a robot well i mean it's i guess we're explicit. So I think I'll, it's I think it's cheating personally. I'd say, I mean, it's not a person, so that would be masturbation, right? Uh, at some level, it's, yeah, it's a weird. Well, but there's no other per. I mean, no, you're right. You're, right. You're, I mean, at the base level, that's what yeah. the act would be. Yeah, because it's not you. You can't make love to a robot. Well, <laughs> they're mean, making them so realistic. I, evidently, I mean, I haven't seen them, but yeah, I mean, oh, <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> I read some other article I can't talk about, but it was really interesting. Yeah, they're doing um, it, what's interesting. I guess if we're talking about technology, porn, um, the porn industry, oh. the sec- they are groundbreaking. Yeah. They've been groundbreaking in all sorts of push they, the credit credit cards as a payment option. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, and, yeah. And vi- visual technologies of VR, know, 4, yeah. 4K and all that, you know, they, yeah. they, they've been... Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, it's but like you were saying earlier, it's going to be supply and demand. Like yeah. if there's a demand, then they're going to figure out a way to get it better and get more of the market share and all of that. Um, yeah. What's scary, I mean, you can think of it from like a pacifying thing. I, I, all right, I, I got to be careful here What I, how I phrase this word. Uh, there's two separate things. One, I, I saw this argument, the first thing I thought of when you talked about the sex brothels is I, I tweeted about it. And someone, <laughs> just a libertarian, like hardcore, like everyone, you know, whatever. And his argument was, um, this will help rapists. That's basically what people are saying. It's like, oh yeah, if these people that can't get women can do or mess these fantasies with a robot. See, that's where it becomes really Don't weird. Don't break the robot. You can pay Don't, for that thing. Right. Yeah. But it, <laughs> which is t- just absolutely absurd that, yeah. you know, that we're going to, we're actually going to acquiesce some sick person who needs help by putting them in a brothel with robots to yeah. play out their fantasy. Well, see, here, this well, how about a... some mental health there? <laughs> yeah, help. obviously. And I was going to say just to, uh, actually, I won't bring it up. It's not a good topic. Um, but I was going to say there's a whole pacifying when you think of mm-hmm. like, I know where uh, you're, what you're thinking and I know where you're going with that, but I, uh, well, no, uh, what I was going to say is if, if I'm a man right now, which I am, um, I identify as a man. I like women. I'm single, right? And all this craziness that's going on with, with like, for a, a conservative dude like me, that is uh, obviously I want to be married. I want to, you know, I'm a traditionalist. Yeah. Um, 
it is increasingly difficult to date um, in this society um, outside of, you know, like church, which, you know, there's a right. higher likelihood I'm going to find, you know, a wife, a good wife through church or, yeah. you know, some organization like that. But this she'd society. Be a, she'd be a good wife too. Yeah. Oh, I, I was going to say just a side note. I was thinking the other day, I'm like, who would, my wife out there has to be absolute, either the most understanding, caring woman in the entire world to put up with whatever crazy stuff to talk about stuff like this or she's going to be absolutely insane that's the only two <laughs> options i get for my future wife out there uh no in between uh, but i was gonna that's say great. so you have all these guys that are like i don't want to why would i want to marry some mm-hmm. woman who's i'm just gonna say it because i use this word some slut right mm-hmm. that because that's this huge thing you know no slut shaming you know live up the sexual revolution in college and you know have sex with as many guys as you want it doesn't matter and then you know when you turn 30 and you start hitting the wall then it's time settle to settle down then you settle down yeah right and so guys are looking at it, like concern, after you're used it, up and have eight eight venereal diseases yeah and, and yeah i mean this is a real thing that guys are looking at like i know guys that are like why you know why would i want to get married a you know if i'm this woman's not going to, you know, because the, the amount that studies are shown that the amount of sexual partners that a man and a woman has before marriage, uh, there causes huge marital problems. Yeah, and st- lasting. St- statistically, they won't be, uh, they won't uh, have Last. fidelity in the marriage. Yeah. So, anyways, going with this, if you can just have, if I could be a man and I'm like, oh, I get to keep 100% of my income, <laughs> you know, and I can have my needs met by, companionship with a robot that i can pay ten thousand dollars for and everything else is taken care of you know i have other robots that can cook in my house and you know i have a self-driving car and i don't worry about that it's like yeah why would i need companionship yeah and what the downsides of marriage you know I, i think that's a scary place like a lot of guys would look around and go like i'm not yeah this makes sense the downside of marriage is people are freaking selfish. <laughs> no, I know. They're just selfish. Yeah. They don't want to die to themselves. They want to be served. Well, yeah. And I mean, that's ex- exactly what, I, I mean, that's a perfect example. Why yeah. would I want to spend, yeah, this and have kids? I mean, they, they cost so much money. And, you know, like if I can just have sex with a robot who <laughs> gives me intimacy, not real intimacy. Just but physical in, pleasure. Physical. That's it. Yeah. That's it. But, you know, we'll sit there and say, you know, if it's programmed. Right. Oh, how was your day at work? You know, like the stereotypical what you think immediately of marriage. Mm. Oh, that sounds like a bad day. How about George? Was he still a jerk? You know, like yeah, right. Pillow, t- you know, dumb pillow talk. And then you have they cook and clean. You know, what this is great. Why would I want to do that? And then you have the well, dude. Every woman would want a robot that cooks and cleans. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every person I would want uh, if we yeah. can we can get on that. That would be amazing if it can mow grass and cook and clean. <laughs> I like mowing. The, I'm, I like mowing. It's something manly about mowing your yard. Yeah, I know. But I want to be able yeah. to mow it when I want to <laughs> mow it. Not. But every other time, it's always inconvenient. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, I, I want to throw out to move away from this. I had a couple questions. Yeah, that are just take this a completely opposite direction, kind of back on track. Okay, that I came up with, that I think people would want to answer when we're talking about all the implications of AI and what it has to do with Revelation and all these things. So I'm going to throw out the first one: Can the beasts from Revelation be robots? Be can the beasts from? So there's a beast spoken of in Revelation, and actually that they. Revelation refers to the false prophet or or the Antichrist as a beast as well at at at, uh, at a certain point, 
but um, I, I would say right off the top of my head, no, that Antichrist, uh, the beast, the false prophet, they are souls, individuals, um, and they will be, they will, we're, we're it, and the reason I say that is it indicates in Revelation that they are going to be cast into the lake of fire. Mm. Those are for eternal creatures. Right. So, um, in what, and I say creatures because in in the judgment of the lake of fire, most people don't realize this hell, the lake of fire, the hell, the, the final the final resting place of damnation is, it was not created for mankind. Mm-hmm. Most people wrongly understand that, that it was not created for mankind. It was created for the fallen angels that mm. rebelled against God. Um, you know, these these spiritual creatures, they're creatures, they're made by God. Yeah, and we they talked rebelled. about last week. Yeah, yeah we talked a little bit about them. We yeah. went into it, you know, with with um, angels, demons, and ghosts and things in that nature. It's episode 13, <laughs> if you want to go back and listen to that. That's a good one. But, uh, yeah, but uh, so that's what hell was created for, was for the eternal damnation, the punishment of them. And it isn't existing eternally. There is no turning off and just um, annihilation like mm. you just don't exist anymore, right? Because God exists and He made you, you will exist, and so eternally, eternally, e- forever. It's going to be, and this is why, you know, I don't want to get on my preacher hat on, but I'm going to get my preacher hat Appreciate. on because this is a perfect moment for this. This is why it is so important for those of us that know Christ, those believers that know Christ in a saving way. You've surrendered your, you've surrendered to His lordship, and you've received by faith the gift of salvation that comes through. Jesus Christ dying on the cross for your sins. Those of us that know that need to give that message out because this life is a vapor, but eternity is forever. And you're going to go one place or another. You're not just going to go disappear when you die. So the indication from Scripture for a short answer is that in Revelation is that, that they will be cast into the lake of fire, which is designed for creatures that are going to live forever. Right. A robot isn't going to live forever. Right. He would just unplug it or, or take the battery out or whatever. Somehow. Fry yeah. it, you know, fry it with uh, some circuit board. Okay. So, yeah, no, I would say no for that, and please share the gospel with an unsaved person. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the Antichrist. Uh, this was interesting because I brought it up and you said, oh, I can do this. So the Antichrist yeah. will not be artificial intelligence, because I've heard this as well. So the Antichrist... Yeah, so the Antichrist is going to be an individual who will actually, you know, and, and yeah, this is a like a whole other podcast, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, just the cliff notes. I don't, yeah, and getting, I don't want to get into it too much because I would need to pull out notes and review right. my stuff, and I and and I didn't do that, but but the Antichrist, and some people believe this, is that he will be possessed by Satan. I believe that he'll be possessed by Satan, an, an individual that will be possessed by Satan, a person. It does indicate that he's a man. It indicates that um, there's some allusions to the fact that he might be a homosexual. Uh, it says that his his desire is not for women. Hmm. Um, that's pretty. Uh, yeah, that's. But that could be taken. He it may might not. be a robot. He likes robots. <laughs> it might, or he just might be, you know, single. Yeah. But um, but uh, so so there's these. The indication to me is that the Antichrist will be a man, and he's going to be—he's going to be incredibly uh, deceptive. Uh, you know, I mean, Satan is the deceiver, mm-hmm. and 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 this is what this is what Satan this is what spiritual forces do, in particular in the life of a believer. They they tempt and they deceive. That's the two main things that they do. 
So in the life of a believer, when you're under spiritual attack, they're tempting you or they're deceiving you. So they're they're lying to you about you know uh, about your situation or about about maybe even about what God you know has told you or says about you, and then they're tempting you to, to move to satisfy yourself outside of the ways that God has designed mm. for you to be satisfied. And so, um, you know, to, to go wayward from God's rules and laws. So Satan, as he possesses the Antichrist, it says that he's going to deceive the world. Yeah. So it, he's going to become the mouthpiece for Satan. And everyone at that point, you know, so you got to think about it too, that, that there's always going to be a remnant of believers, mm-hmm. but a majority of a majority of the world will not be believers. They'll be veiled in their eyes, and their discernment spiritually will be completely numb, and um, so they'll be easily deceived as well. Right, and they'll buy into it. Okay, yeah. So, to, uh, so no uh, robots for Antichrist. No, no robots ro- for no robots the, for the, the beast. beast. Yeah. Uh, so the last one I had, or and you can because you talked about, um, you know, Satan possessing him. Um, yeah. Can demons? Or other things possess robots. So say this God again, this little G God that we're talking about, the AI God. Yeah, could it actually be possessed by a demon? Could a demon, demonic, uh, quote unquote, I don't want to say soul, but spirit of a thing, could that possess this? So the Bible. So here's the crazy thing: we're talking about technology that didn't exist when Paul and <laughs> when, they, when they were writing the New yeah, Testament. Yeah, it didn't exist 100 years ago. Yeah, but here's the beautiful thing about it is the one who wrote it pre-existed right. time. It stands outside of time. Jesus himself stands outside of time. And and so there isn't a whole lot of, of New Testament writings that are going to indicate anything about what you're saying except for one small portion that I thought of when we were talking about this, and it's out of the book of Revelation, and it's mm. out of chapter 13. And and it's two verses, verses fourteen and fifteen. I'll just read them, and then and then I'm going to share some examples of of other ways too. But verse fourteen of Revelation thirteen, it says, uh, actually, um, I'm going to go a little bit. I'm going to go back. It says, uh, I'm going to go actually go back to the very beginning of the chapter or the, of the little section, verse eleven. It says, then I saw another beast coming out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke like a dragon. So there's an indication. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks like a lamb, but speaks like a dragon, yeah. right? Okay, uh, deceptive. Uh, he exercised uh, he ex- he exercised all the authority of the first beast on his behalf, and made the earth and all of its inhabitants worship in the first beast, which is the Antichrist, whose yeah, whose fatal wound had been healed. So the, there's a fatal wound. Issued to the Antichrist, and uh, it, 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 everyone thinks he's dead, but he—it's a head wound, and but yet he comes back. So there's some mm-hmm. crazy power there, right? And he performed great and miraculous signs, causing even causing fire to come down from heaven uh, to earth in full view of men. Then verse 14 it says, because of the signs he was given power to do on behalf of the first beast, he deceived the inhabitants of the earth. He ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. So it's going to set up an image of the Antichrist. This is the false prophet now. <laughs> and the false prophet is going to order them to make a statue or an image. So some kind of image of him. Um, and then it says that uh, he was given power to breathe into the image 
of the first beast so that it could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. Hmm. So, uh, so you're saying can demons possess, can technology. Satan possess technology? Yeah. And so that would be the only place in scripture where I would even allude to that. Now, that's not an exhaustive search. Right. Um, uh, I've heard, you know, like, I mean, think about the Psalms for just a minute, how God will direct the arrows of mm. the warriors, you know, to find the person that sovereignly is going to be killed. I mean, think of David with the sling, how God sovereignly controlled that rock as it flew through the air, right? So um, there's some inanimate objects being completely, um, you know... Controlled. Uh, controlled or, or, yeah, influenced by by a, some kind of uncreated, you know, by God, an uncreated <laughs> being. But that is an inanimate object that will be able to speak and demand worship and uh, and kill and kill yeah and and so how is it going to kill who knows maybe electric you know shocks come out of it so autonomous drones right there you go right i mean literally it could who knows how that yeah. could be played out but um but but uh, it, just ask a worship leader at a church can demons attack technology <laughs> yeah Every Sunday morning before worship service, something happens. Just last week, um, you know, just last week on our young adult service that I I preach at on Monday nights, uh, right before we were getting ready to go up and worship, the whole left side of the stage, the lights went out. (laughs) They just went out. Now, was that a spiritual attack? Did some demon get up there and fry wires? I don't know. Um, You know, look, only time those lights are used are for services, so it's inevitable that it's going to go out yeah during a service right so you could misread that very easily but i do believe that um they and and ephesians chapter 6 talks about their that that they their realm is the kingdom of the air mm-hmm. so what do we call radio frequencies the airwaves yeah you know what do we call tv frequencies the airwaves right clouds the, the cloud, cloud. Yeah. right so there is there is some possible connection there um where they can have influence over these things. Hmm. Um, I mean, but the transverse is true also. I mean, I've, you know, I've heard stories of missionaries where um, they were in a vehicle and it just was broken and they were in a place where it was very dangerous and they just turned the key and it started. They took it to a shop and they're like, how did you get here? Yeah. You know, this shouldn't even be running. You have no pistons or whatever, you know, yeah. some crazy, I just made that story up obviously, but, but crazy things like that. So, yeah, they can. They can have influence on technology. I believe that. Um, you know, um, every time a, every time a cell phone goes off in a in, in church when the pastor's about to give the gospel, <laughs> yeah, it's isn't it funny how technology just yeah, it, you know, it just happens. Yeah, or you know, is it all quote unquote? It just happens. Yeah, is it all demons? Is it all Satan? Is it all some you know evil force trying? Um, I wouldn't. Claim all of it. I'm not one of those people that thinks there's a demon behind every bush. Yeah. But I would say It's that, a possibility. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't... You said it perfectly. Satan wants to destroy the creation. You know, humanity is the crown jewel of God's creation, and mankind is the very the very part of creation that God is died for. He's dying for it. And uh, and he died on a cross for it, and so Satan knows that. And scriptures tell us that the angels 
long to look into these things, they wonder why God would even, right. you know, save this. We're this so pathetic. We're, but we're so fragile. Yeah. Like we're 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 the weakest of all, but yet the most treasured. And it just blows my mind when I think about it. And and I and I can just be honest with you that that the enemy, if you belong to the Lord, your confidence is in that that you belong to the Lord. He can't snatch you out of his hand. And but what he can do is make your life hell. Yeah. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to just cause your faith. He wants to cause you to lose confidence in the Lord. At the same time he wants you to rebel against God's commands so that you're just basically inadequate as a believer and your your uh your power is is immune. Um no that's that's not right. That that wasn't the right use of words. Your power is is basically reduced you, you basically live a powerless life, a faithless life. Right. That's what Satan wants. So, you know, you might be that saved soul, but a, but a wasted life. And, uh, but anyways, uh, so yeah, <laughs> I can't ever get away from preaching. Yeah. So yes, demons. So no, the beast from revelation will pro- not be technological. No, I think the, the, the antichrist, the beast and the false prophet, I believe all of them will be, in, individuals, yeah, yeah, individuals. But demons can possess computers. They can, they can, they can do some crazy stuff. Um, you, you know, I, I, what, what level? Right. I, I don't know. Like, can it? Like, but it's not outside the realm of possibilities biblically. Yeah. Right. I remember one time I was in a in a pastor staff meeting, and they served us lunch, and um, <laughs> I sat down. And I was eating egg roll, and when I. <laughs> When I ate my egg roll, a piece of uh, 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 some grease like squirted out of it, and it landed on my trackpad on my <laughs> on my on my laptop. And when it landed on my trackpad, I kid you not, like things just started opening up yeah. on my like every file started opening up, and I I didn't know that grease had. And I'm like, what is going? My computer's possessed. Like, <laughs> and what was horrible is I had to give a presentation in that meeting, right? And I couldn't do it because my computer was freaking out. It yeah. literally was freaking out. And uh, luckily, I had an eyewitness next to me. I was like, dude, do you see what's happening? I'm like, my hands aren't on this thing, and it's like doing its own thing. <laughs> yeah. I thought someone took control of my, you, yeah, know, yeah. you know how you can like hand off control or whatever? Yeah. And we had software on our laptops for that, um, for the purpose of IT support. Yeah. Um, and um, I, that always made me nervous. I'm like, what are you doing, man? You're looking through all my files. Like, can you like get access when I'm not looking and – or behind my back or while I'm on it can yeah. you be like just observing through stuff like incognito or something yeah but they totally can and that goes yeah I'll just say government can do that yeah. I mean you know well and, I don't have anything yeah. to hide so it's not like yeah, um, me too like if all they're gonna all the all those guys IT guys are gonna see were sermon notes and uh, <laughs> conspiracy conspiracy <laughs> well not even that so much but yeah probably yeah. maybe a few maybe a few yeah. I'm a sucker for a Bigfoot well so cool so yeah i guess we uh to sum it up um this wasn't as definitive i guess you know my intention going into this wasn't that there's i don't know i don't i still don't know where i stand on all this in the future if it's possible if this will happen yeah um but it's interesting to think about and well when i think about technology and i think about the hearts of men i think the the lack of restraint in mankind and humanity um and just the the wayward pursuit um wholeheartedly you know wholesale pursuit of 
of sinfulness. Um, it doesn't give me much hope for technology in the future. Um, yeah. I do believe that there's, like, I mean, think about, like, to, to shine a good light on it, like, um, the ability, you know, we were talking a few on one of our podcasts we were talking about just the ability to get the entire bible into right you know on a usb thumb drive we're talking 66 books you know in in multiple languages uh you know and they're easy to i mean that's easy to smuggle into a country where you're not allowed to have the bible well now you don't even need a usb because yeah. of the web you can yeah you can just you know and it's any language yeah yeah so i love you know i love technology to borrow <laughs> yeah. from uh napoleon dynamite's uh buddy brother or whatever but uh i think that i i just think that um because of the broken sinful heart of man whatever whatever we're gonna make it's going to end up in a broken sinful capacitated way yeah uh and there's just no way to, around that uh we see that and in this technology because of the way it is it's not like a car where it, it has a specific function that's very closed you know you, know, you can have an off-road car or a sports car or whatever, but it's right. going to be a car Yeah, no matter what. Um, there's no, no such thing as a sinful car, right? Right. But you can do sinful things with it. You yeah. can rob a bank and use it as a getaway you car. You can run over people. You can run over people, yeah, which is horrible. You know, you can have sex with your girlfriend in the back seat, you know, um, which is wrong. Um, <laughs> not your wife but, <laughs> right. or your yeah. husband. But yeah. anyways, uh, that got weird. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, dude, it's been awesome. So I yeah. think I think I, we just have a guarded heart and a and a, and a wise, discerning mind uh, about these things, and just look at technology, what it's doing, and, and you know, uh, think about what information you're giving to people you don't even know. Yeah, we need to do. We'll do a podcast on privacy and all that stuff. Yeah, that that needs to be talked out, and a lot of people don't even understand that, and yeah. I don't even understand it that much. I'd have to do some research, but dude, it's been awesome. It's been good. It is a brave new world that we are venturing into, man, and we are going to have to be brave. We're going to have to be brave in the new world. That's right. Yeah. Brave in the new world. Maybe that's what we should title it instead. Anyway. Yeah, but that's what the book's called. So oh, Brave in the New World? No, Brave Brave New World. Oh, okay, cool. So that's where I stole it from. <laughs> awesome. Well, Rosie, it's been awesome, man. Yeah. Another great episode. I want to thank everybody for listening. Hey, UK, I see you guys. I see you. I see you downloading. I see you uh, listening to our podcast. I want to thank you over there, UK. Have some tea and crumpets on us. Yes. And uh, everyone else, we want to we want to say thank you as well and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the All Out War podcast today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to know more, you can visit us on the web at alloutwar.us, or you can find us on Twitter at alloutwarcast. Hey, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.